in the written word this morning our hearts are open we are ready to receive of you to receive of you so that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened that we behold that we behold all our inheritance that we have in you that the eyes of our understanding is enlightened so we know what is the hope of our calling what is expected of our destiny thank you jesus that there is clarity in the teaching of your word there is no confusion in this atmosphere christ jesus is glorified and i am edified amen amen kindly be seated we bless god for another opportunity to fellowship our saints with the word of god so in our first service we've been dealing with who really are you who really are you few things we'll touch on if you just join you need to get the tapes because you are far behind the first point for today is that we now know who we are by grace we know who we are by grace paul said in galatians chapter 1 verse 15 god separated me from my mother's womb according to the grace so one of the things we have discovered is that when you are born again you get to know who you are by grace you know who you are by grace what do I mean by knowing who you are by grace? You get to know who you are by the things that is given to you by the Spirit. You know who you are based on the things that God has given to you by the Spirit. The things you have, the abilities you have obtained or attained in the Spirit man or in the spirit realm like we say it so as a christian if i want to know who i am i I, I don't know who i am by a talent i know what i who i am by god's grace on my life and they are doom god's grace on my life that god has placed within me so based on the grace of god on your life It puts an identity over your life. Why are you gifted the way you are gifted? Why have you been graced by God in this area? Those things brings a definition to who you are. That is why we said and you should never forget that the new birth gives purpose for living. The new birth, which is called born again, it gives purpose for living. The new birth gives purpose for living. So the reason I'm alive, the reason I do what I do, it's because I'm born again. That's what defines me. Again, one of the very important things we learned last week, very important, is that if God places a purpose over your life, God introduces specific men into your life. When God places a purpose over your life, for the sake of your purpose, you are introduced to specific men.
And the role of such men that God brings into your life is that God uses them to chart his course in your life. God introduces somebody in your life, a spiritual relationship. And the reason for that relationship is to enhance God's plan for your life. They help you stay on track. They help you become who God wants you to become. And such men that God will bring into your life because of his purpose in your life will put you through training. They will put you through training. I explain to you one of such men will be your pastor. The relationship between you and the man of God, the church, is a supernatural relationship. So whatever training that the church you belong to is taking you through, if you take it for granted, you are missing a development stage in your life. You are missing a development stage. It is very critical. I explained to you, sorry for this example. I have to give it again. I have had mates who have smelling armpits. I have had mates, friends. No matter how some of them are rich, they still have body odor. And it's two reasons. They miss a training session. Maybe when they were young, they told them when you wake up in the morning, bath. Use lime to wipe your armpit. As you are growing, they say it's deodorant. They miss it. Some don't like brushing their teeth. They dodge. You think you are cheating somebody. Whatever you miss in the training of life, you will face the consequence in the latter part of your life. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. So whatever your pastor is taking you through, I said it, I'm repeating it. How come there are several churches in Ghana but this one? God is there but this one. It's because everybody has a unique life. And for what God has placed in your life, this is the training that will get you to where God wants you to go. It's as simple as that. The reason why you have the mother you have. I gave you that example. Some of you, your grandmother, you thank God. Some of you, you even thank God for your stepmother. That treatment was your build-up. There are people we have abused when we were younger. We grew up and we thank God they passed through our lives. It's a process of life. Why is my mother like this? Why is my mom not like John's mother? There is a reason. There is a reason. There is a reason. So we stay with the new bed. In the new bed, these supernatural relationships will take you to trainings. You may not like it. You may not even understand it. But just remember, it is a supernatural relationship. So there is a reason. Three weeks ago, I gave you a scenario you didn't get. Let me explain it better. Samuel was living in the house of Eli. He was born out of prophecy somewhere. Samuel is living in the house of a man who has failed as a physical father. There is rumors in town. But divine assignment, divine purpose has brought Samuel to the man's house. That's number one. Number two, 
someone is living in a house where that spiritual instructor, his own children don't listen to him. His own. His own children don't follow their father. Yet this man is supposed to train me when he can train his own children. Yet that's where God took him. When God wanted to speak to Samuel, he still speaks to the irresponsible father, Eli. Then I said, maybe you didn't get. Samuel had the choice. Living in the same house with Eli's children to behave like Eli's children. They will come talking to you. Oh, are you going to pray? Oh, please. We were born by the pastor. Someone lived in the house with the same children. They were drinking and smoking. He knew what he carried. He didn't follow their lifestyle. So purpose brings identity to your living. Brothers and sisters, you can be from the same womb, but you carry different purpose. So if my, my sister is being disrespectful to my mother, it doesn't mean I follow it. Don't make that error. Don't make that error. Don't. Someone never was influenced by the rough life of the pastor's children. Because his mother told him that it was through this man's prophecy you are alive. The choices we make in life is our own choices. The character, the behavior, the attitude towards people is the choice we make. It's a choice. Ladies and gentlemen, history has it. Scripture has it. Huh. Your decisions will end up making you who you are. Decisions of life. Decisions. You are a product of the decisions you made. Well, as you are sitting here, whatever you are, how you are dressed. You take a look at the mirror before you came. And you don't have a mirror. Ask somebody how you are looking. It's a product of yesterday. Your attitude towards the things of God. Your attitude towards when you come to God's house. How you deal with people is a product of yesterday. So don't forget they are spiritual instructors. Because of your purpose. You are giving your spiritual instructor based on the uniqueness of your call. Write it three times. You are giving a spiritual instructor based on the uniqueness of your purpose. I am giving a spiritual instructor based on the uniqueness. So you don't sit in church A and say, why don't we do our things like church B? You are giving your spiritual instructor. Thank God for what they do everywhere. But based on the uniqueness of your purpose on earth, you are given a specific spiritual instructor or relationship. Because of what God wants to do with you. Because of lives that future, tomorrow God will entrust in your hand. He introduces Setting supernatural relationships. Because of where God is taking. Because of the people, the lives, the destinies that will be entrusted to your care.
Are you here? So I said every teaching, every sermon is a purpose reminder. Every teaching, every sermon is a purpose reminder. When you come and certain messages are preached, it is to remind you of the purpose you carry. If they teach you prayer, it's to remind you. If they teach you why you should belong to a local church, it's a reminder. If they teach you walking in love, the flow of the spirit, burdens of prayer, our inheritance in Christ, every sermon is a purpose reminder. That's why we don't select spiritual things. We don't have, I like this, I don't like this. You don't choose the services you attend. If you are under training, you go to the military center and then you have enrolled, you want to be a policeman or a military person and then when they are giving you the training regime, you say, oh, no, me, I like this, I don't like this. Or you go to the medical school and say, me, I only want to go and I'll go to this lecture, I won't go to that lecture. Ah. You don't decide. So if your Christianity is only Sundays you come, you have Sunday's meal. The things that happens on Thursday, you have never encountered it. And it's part of the training. The teaching series. It's part of the training. And it will show forth. Sometimes I've finished a series for six, seven months. Then somebody will call me and ask me a question on a series that we have discussed because they didn't come. Until that. I think last week somebody sent me a message, a very foolish question. At what point did Satan enter the serpent? I nearly said when your father met your mother. <laughs> because <laughs> he doesn't come to church. You. He go out once in a while. Then he go and meet a question. Then he's coming to ask me. Was I there? He doesn't even know what is figurative and literal. So at what point am I going to ask such a question? When time is taken to teach these things and you don't come. I met an old member yesterday. The person said something very profound. He said, your car house, when you miss too much, when you can't, you get lost. Is that truth? Is that truth? It's like you are now born again. <laughs> it will take you time with your own and I say, have you ever felt dizzy before? <laughs> and when it gets so long, you don't just feel lost. Sometimes you don't even feel belonged. It's a spiritual level. One of the things I, sometimes when I have discussion with members, they say, and I, 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 I use as a pastor to gauge our development is when my pastor comes to town. I remember so much the first time Pastor Chris came to preach. Several people said they didn't hear what he said. And Pastor, he's talking too fast. And Pastor, what did he mean? Hey, 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 hey. The second time he came, the questions or the complaints were going down. This one, nobody. Actually, what they say, hey, Papa. Now I understand. <laughs> but if you, didn't, you don't come to church, if you don't come to church, you will be lost. You are missing the training of your whole life. So God bring supernatural relationships in our life because of our purpose. So Isaac had his father. This is something maybe you have missed last week, so I wanted to get back to it again. Now, Isaac's father, Abraham, took him to Mount Sinai. 
his father. We take it as an offering. No, he was teaching Isaac the scriptures and God's plan. That God was going to sacrifice his son. Abraham believed that if he kills his son, God will resurrect him again because the gospel was that God's son was going to die and resurrect. So that which happened on Mount Sinai, Abraham and his father Isaac and his father Abraham, was God testing if he trusted the gospel. That is why Abraham believed God and it was accredited to him as righteousness. What did he believe about God? He believed the gospel. That if he gives his only son, Isaac, he will resurrect again because God himself will provide the lamb that will be used for the sacrifice. So Abraham was teaching his son Isaac the gospel. You are going to take over ministry. I have to explain to you. And amazingly, Abraham has several servants. Several people with him, but going to Mount Sinai, he stopped everybody. He said, me and the lad, we are going yonder to worship God. So some training is not for everybody. Some encounters, some experiences is not for everybody. He and the lad, they are going yonder. If you are going far, you are setting things. <laughs> it's not for everybody. Certain things is not for everybody. That's why I said such things will help define who you are. They help define. Then when it got to Isaac, Isaac laid his hands in his own, it was through laying on of hands. He laid hands on his son Jacob and transferred the calling onto him. Your brother will save you. Nations will save you. Hmm. And that was purpose. That laying on of hands. So sometimes that laying on of hands is to re-echo purpose over your life. Purpose. When he got to Jacob, he spoke to Joseph. Words. Words. So we have people who will communicate. We have people in our life. God brings them in our life. And they will communicate purpose to us. They communicate purpose. Some people, after you hear them, they stay up something in you. It's called purpose. Sometimes I listen to my pastor and I don't want to sleep. And guess what? I was listening to his tape. I was not even in the congregation. But when I listen, it's as if he's talking to me directly. So supernatural relationships, they communicate purpose. I must always remember that supernatural relationships are meant to communicate supernatural things. I must always remember that supernatural relationships are meant to communicate supernatural things.
supernatural relationships are meant to communicate supernatural things. Supernatural relationship is the reason why Rebecca knew who Jacob was. Rebecca knew who Jacob was and she led him to God's plan for his life. That's what supernatural relationships do. They will lead you to God's plan for his life, for your life. They will lead you, supernatural relationships. Jacob is afraid. He said, mother, if father catches me, he will curse me. Mother says, let the curse come upon me. Supernatural relationship will sacrifice for your purpose. Pay prizes. That is why Rebecca never mind to take the blame. Never mind to take the curse. Because she knew who Jacob was. God told him hey, when Jacob was in the womb that there are two nations in your womb. The younger will be saved by the older. Supernatural relationships. And the interesting thing is that what Rebecca knew, Jacob didn't know. So sometimes what your pastor knows about you, you don't know. What your mother knows about you, you don't know. Jacob is talking blah, 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 blah. He's speaking. He's talking, bringing, bringing logic in a place of spirituality. Mother, uh, my brother is hairy. I am not hairy. Mother, my, my, my father can smell my skin and smell my body and know that that is not Esau, that is Jacob. Mother says, shut up. Do what you are instructed. When you work with supernatural relationship, learn to talk less and listen more. And do what you are instructed. Even when they don't make sense. Do what you are instructed. Even when they don't make sense to you. Because of such things, put asterisk on this. I must always pray into my supernatural relationships. You need prayer to guide your heart, guard such relationships. Some have lost their supernatural directors. They have lost them. They lost them. Out of us one day. They lost them. Supernatural relationship. Jonathan would have been alive and reigned by the side of, Jacob, of David. He decided to follow his father and died untimely in his father's battle. Because earlier on, the Bible says, and the spirit of Jonathan and David were knitted together. So, what happened? The Bible didn't say their bodies were knitted together, there was a supernatural connection. But she allowed, he allowed physical relationship to destroy it. You must watch such things. So you must always pray for your supernatural relationship. Always pray for the relationships God has placed in your life. And then very importantly, you pray that you will not take the words of a supernatural instructor. You don't take their words as mere words of men. Don't take the words of supernatural relationship as mere words of men. Don't, don't make that error. Don't make that error. 
God can be speaking to you, and because you are taking it as words of men, you are missing God. You have to pray. Pray for the wisdom to handle supernatural relationships. You need that wisdom. There are dangers to such supernatural relationships that can make you take the words of a supernatural person as words of mere men. Because your supernatural instructor can be your mother. So sometimes when she's talking, you don't know whether he's talking as your mother or he's talking as your supernatural indicator. Your supernatural instructor can be your wife. You are the husband, the head of the home. But supernaturally, the one who is to direct your life is the wife. Priscilla and Aquila in the New Testament church, the wife, they were all born again, preached by Paul, but the wife was the general overseer. The head pastor. And the husband was assistant. So when they go home, he's the head. When they come to church, she's the head. What a complication. <laughs> talking to your pastor. Are you talking to your pastor or you are talking to your wife? Let me know. <laughs> if your pastor is your wife. Oh, Kafra. That's a difficult one. They're very hungry. She has not cooked the food. Ajua <laughs> Magi. Where's my food? I say, Pastor Ajua Magi. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Sometimes you think you have a complicated issue. Somebody has a worse one. And they succeeded. There is no complaint in the Bible about them fighting. And they are example to us, the New Testament church. I've said to you, the woman was never created to be under the man. Never. The only place a woman is under a man is in marriage. In the institution of marriage, the woman is supposed to submit. The man is the head. As Christ is the head of the church. It can't be changed. That's why you go to a corporate organization and the woman is the MD. It doesn't matter. That's not your house. So if you don't respect your wife in the house, you don't take it to the office. Ubana <laughs> loku. Are you here? Your supernatural relationship can be your friend. Your colleague, your sibling. That's also another complicated one. That's why Miriam suffered. Sometimes you blame people. It's not easy. It is not easy. Ladies and gentlemen, sometimes when you read the Bible and start insulting people in the Bible, watch your mouth. Miriam was there when they gave birth to Moses. In fact, she was there. She was not just there when they gave birth to you, Mo. Kwame Mo, you... <laughs> if not for Miriam, maybe you would have died. She followed the basket when they put you on the water. And brought you out of the water and gave... To Pharaoh's wife. So the good living you are enjoying. Your sister. It's not only that though. They said we are looking for somebody to nurse this baby. It was sister Miriam. Who pretended as if he didn't know Brahmo. And went to tell the king that she knows somebody very good nurse. She takes care of children. And went to bring Moses' mother. Sister Miriam. 
And as God will have it, Sister Miriam, the table will stand. My small brother is now the general vizier of the whole nation. So when things that nobody can talk about, Sister Mo feels she qualifies. That's the mistake. Sister Miriam feels, everybody's afraid to talk to Moses. But Miriam feels because of the history they have. Who does he think he is? Don't forget that Aaron too was his cousin. <laughs> Sister and cousin in the ministry. Coming to correct pastor. Equal to leprosy. They forgot. God said, hey, 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 do you know who you are talking to? God said, were you not afraid? So your supernatural instructor can be your sister. Your junior brother, your colleague, your friend. I had a classmate who comes to church, struggles to call me pastor. Still calls me Opokwa in name. So it is not easy to walk on that road. You, that's why you need to pray about it. Imagine the person you know familiarly is the same person God has decided to use to chart your course in life. And based on these physical relationships, the person can offend you. So you never see a correction as nagging. But you see correction as training of the spirit in your life. See correction by supernatural relationship. You don't see it as nagging. Every day, pastor is on my case. Every day, every day. You rather see it as training of the spirit in your life. interesting guy we spoke about that I, mean, I didn't touch this area was David. David had a father who didn't know who his son was. It's very normal. You have people close to you who don't know what you carry. His own father didn't know. So when the prophet came to the house. That one of your sons is going to be a king. They didn't even remember him. If God is looking for a king, not this one. So know that at the back of your mind. That it's not everybody who will know who you are in the spirit. It's not everybody who will know the grace of God on your life. It's not everybody. Not everybody. It doesn't matter how close they are. They would know. Even if they get back to you. They would know. In the life of David was a Samuel. Was a Samuel. So that even if close people don't see. There is somebody that God has anointed to see what you carry. There's somebody. <laughs> Watch that space. There's somebody who sees what people around you don't see. There is somebody. His name is Samuel for David. 
And their role is to help you fulfill God's plan for your life. It's a supernatural relationship. Their role is to help you. God introduces a someone in the time as their time. Ha! The guy is the least in his father's house. He's the one they send. He's the one taking care of dogs, uh, of the sheep and all that. His father doesn't regard him because his father gave birth to him out of wedlock. But there is a prophet of God who was prepared through the years for the sake of God's purpose over David's life. So note it that people close to me may not know God's purpose for my life. People can be close to you. This is different, so write it. Very close to you and not be spiritual in their thinking. They are close to you, but in dealing with you, they are not spiritual in their thinking. They are close to you. My pastor said he prayed a prayer that God, anybody that comes around my life, let him or her find purpose to their life. You can pray that about yourself. I pray that for myself. That people will come and find God's purpose, God's call over their life when they hang around my life. So he had had business people even his chairman in his company, when they started working together, he said, one day, chairman called him. He said, Chris, there's something I feel. I feel like God is telling me I should do his work. But I'm a colleague. I don't know whether he's man's servant. <laughs> anybody that comes, I said, sir, I prayed a prayer that anybody that comes around me must preach the gospel. Irrespective of their profession. You must preach the gospel. Supernatural relationship is only by the spirit. And it's never coincidental. Supernatural relationships are super, are only by the spirit and never coincidental. Never coincidental. So in such relationships, you will see, please write, you will see either God has spoken to the person or God led the person into your life. Supernatural relationship. God can speak to you specifically about somebody. Or God can lead you to just meet somebody. And there is purpose attached to that relationship. I'll show you one. There was a young man, his name is Timothy. He's a regular church guy. He goes to church every time Timothy is in church. He never misses a meeting. Then in Acts chapter 16, Apostle Paul came around in their area, in their vicinity, came to their church. This is a Timothy, your boy. Always going for evangelism. Never miss a prayer meeting. Always in church. Look at what Acts chapter 16 verse 2 says about him. This is not one person talking about him. It is something that everybody. The other translation says it was commonly known. Have you seen it? 
Acts chapter 16, the verse 2. You start from which, 1. Verse 1. Then came he to Derby and So Lystra, Paul came to Derby and Lystra. And behold, and a behold, certain disciple was a there. A certain disciple was there. Named Timotheus. His name was Timothy. The son of a certain woman. He, he was a son of a certain woman. Which was a Jew. Who was a Jew. And believed. That his and it was, was believed that his father was a Greek. Now, when you read the Bible, you see Jew and Greek. Jew is for people from Israel. Greek is for somebody who is a non-Israelite. A non-Israelite is a Greek. So his, father, his mother is an Israelite. His father was not. Are you with me? Now, let's look at the verse 2. Verse 2. Which was well reported. Which was commonly reported of by the brethren that were at Lystra. He says everybody spoke that the boy Timothy loves the Lord. Him would Paul. Hold on, hold on. This Timothy is commonly known. There are certain things about you in the house of God that everybody knows. Commonly known. You are commonly known as a late comer. You are known. They don't have to tell you to your face. So when you come, they smile. Well, no, no. Whatever you are, no, no, no. It was commonly known that Timothy feared, loved the Lord. Very key. Timothy was not doing this commitment. Because he heard a Paul was coming home. That was the life he had lived. So it's not you are serving God so that you will be a leader. Those days when you are going to church, you say, make sure you go to church, be an usher so you get husband. <laughs> no, 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 no. The truth is, write it so you don't forget. It is just good to do right. It is just good to do right. It is good to do what is right. It's just good. Not for anybody. It's just good to be disciplined. It's just good to shut your mouth and mind your business. It's just good to be prayerful. It's just good to be committed. It's just good to be reliable. He didn't do these things for anybody it was commonly known. Is it commonly known about you that if nobody comes to church, you'll be here? When we stop posting on Facebook, people ask me, is the church still alive? Why don't you do Facebook live? Do you need advert to come to church? Do you need reminders? If you've been going to church for all this while, you, are still, you still need a reminder to come to church. No, you are not growing. I don't know which day it was. Honestly, I don't know if that is the old or the new York house. I knew we had service. And after praying for a long time, I slept. When I woke up, I said, Jesus! I'm late. I dress up. I drove halfway the line. I watched my time. It was 7 p.m. And I was going for all night. I thought I was late. It's happened to me like how many times? Where for whatever reason, I miss. I am anticipating the service so much that even in my dream, if service is Thursday, Wednesday, I've come here with my bag and my Bible. Where are the people? Oh, pastor, today is Wednesday. Eh! I didn't even know it was Wednesday. They have to quietly go back home. It was commonly known, commonly known, that Timothy loved the things of God. So now when Paul came around, Paul adapted Timothy. his actions, his commitment. So the man of God comes supernatural relationship. By virtue of the things he's been doing, it was very easy. Amongst all the people, there were elderly people there. 
But Paul chose the younger guy. Timothy, that's why he could instruct him. Timothy, don't let anybody disrespect you because you are young. He was a young boy. Yet he was chosen to be the head of the church. Because it was commonly known. that this guy is committed. He adapted him, trained him. There's something key I have to tell you today. I can't. Last week I wanted to. Time didn't permit me. This week we have to. First, let's look at something. Second Peter chapter 1. Second Timothy, sorry. So when you hear, we are all mentioning Timothy, 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 Timothy. Don't let her come in. When she goes out, let her sit at the back. Timothy, 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 Timothy. Now Timothy's name is all over the world. He was from one corner doing what is right. Grace, supernatural relationship lifted this guy. Are you there? Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 5. Second Timothy chapter 1 Everybody verse 5. Everybody pay attention. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith. Paul said when he thinks about Okakai, when I call to remembrance what? The unfeigned faith. The unfeigned faith. That is in thee. That I can see inside you. Which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois. It was first in who? Thy grandmother Lois. Your grandmother Lois. Uh -huh. And thy mother Eunice. And then that same unfinished faith was also in who? Thy mother Eunice. Your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded. I am persuaded. That in thee also. Ha. Ha! So, baby, I never want to know. Eh, woman, I'm a woman. And faith. Your commitment to the things of God is from your grandmother. And from your grandmother, it, is, it went to your mother. And I see that commitment to God also in you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what I observed, and you can write down. One, his father was not mentioned, his grandfather was not mentioned. Why grandma? Why mother? The key issue there was he mentioned grandmother, mother. So mothers have a duty. Mothers have a responsibility. Mothers have a duty. Mothers have a responsibility. Moses' mother was mentioned more than his father. We don't even hear of his father. Moses' mother. Rebecca was there to lead Isaac the right way. Rebecca, Isaac's mother. Eve started it. She spoke and spoke about purpose to Abel. Eve. Eve spoke about God's purpose to Abel. So the Bible marks that very well, the role of mothers. So you can get it clear. Again, it was Mary, the mother of Jesus, who kept the sayings of the angel in her heart. Some things maybe the man will take lightly. The woman took it to heart. I'll show you some things. So thank God for fatherly duties. Thank God for fatherly duties. 
But it is the duty of the mother. It is the duty of mothers. Like we see in scripture. A mother can be a spiritual parent. A mother can be. So many, so many women. Specifically mothers. That play the role of spiritual parenting their children. So you, if you're a woman hearing me, be that supernatural relationship that helps your child to walk in God's plan for his or her life. If you are a woman hearing me, I said be that supernatural relationship That helps your child, a child, to walk in God's plan for his or her life. My eight-year-old son speaks in tongues. I'm a prophet pastor. I didn't pray for him. His mother did. The kind of things he does is not me. Is not me. I won't take credit where it is not my job. So as a woman, as a mother, you can be that supernatural guide to make sure my children will serve the Lord. You have to vow to yourself. He said that unfinished faith, unmoving, commitment that I see in you, it was an output of your grandmother, your mother. Know that whatever you do, your children are watching. Your attitude towards the things of God, they are watching. If they see you pray, prayer won't be punishment to them. If they see you don't play with your timing of going to church, they see you, you don't play with giving towards the things of God, they will learn it. When they see you value, respect the things of God, men of God, he says, that which I see in you, it was in your grandmother. And I saw it in your mother. I saw it. I saw it in your mother. I'm saying to some mother here, some parent here, some woman here, that you can be that supernatural indicator, director of your children. Before thinking of somebody else doing it, you have a role to play. It tends to happen that mothers spend more time with their children. So what role are you playing supernaturally in the life of that child? What role are you playing? Is somebody with me? What role are you playing? Let's take one scripture and then we bring it. Holiday day today. Next week we look at some serious things. Look at Judges chapter 6. Judges. Chapter 6, verse 12. Judges chapter 6, the verse 12. Mm -hmm. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him. And the angel said, of the Lord appeared to Gideon and said to him. To him. The Lord is with thee. The Lord is with thee. Thou mighty man of valor. He says what? Thou, Thou mighty, mighty man, man of, of valor. what? Of valor. And Gideon said unto him, Oh my Lord. <laughs> Look at what he's thinking of himself. 
When they say you're a mighty man of valor, what did he say? Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. If the Lord be with us, how why come? then is it all this before? If us? I have a great destiny, if God's blessing is, how come? You are comparing your situation with your purpose. And where be Oh, all? pause, my dear. Gideon is comparing his present state with the purpose of God over his life. The angel of the Lord says, you are a mighty man of valor. Please write so you don't forget, which means God will call you what you probably never knew about yourself. God will call you what you probably never knew about yourself. He's saying, God, if I'm a mighty man, how come? If God says I'm a millionaire or whatever we say it, how come things are the way they are? Thou mighty man of valor. Note that the word of God changes your identity. The word of God changes your identity. It doesn't matter where you were born. It doesn't matter your past. It doesn't matter what you are going through now. What God has said over your life changes your identity. The word of God changes what we even call ourselves. Nobody in my primary school will believe I can be a pastor. Never. Never. Told you the story of my encounter with my classmate, my primary school classmate. Several years after I've been a pastor, I'm going to pray. I was invited by a woman at Mokola to go and pray on a shop. I was carrying my olive oil. Before I prayed, the woman said, oh, my son is coming. Let him come and also take the blessing. Ladies and gentlemen, lo and behold, fatal, my own mate, my area bad boy mate, fatal life. My son is coming, my son is coming. He enters here. Appeal we. Master, come on for here. What did they do for here? <laughs> the mother said, Hey, this is a prophet. He said, This guy. <laughs> Ma, don't let this guy sign you. <laughs> the word of God changes. How people see you changes. In closing, when you hear the word of God, it is a naming and renaming ceremony. When you hear the word of God, when you get saved, anytime the word of God is preached to you, it is a Naming and renaming ceremony. Never forget that. Because at the new birth, the new birth is a naming ceremony. Start from the top. I said the word of God changes your identity. It changes what you even call yourself. The word of God, when you hear the word of God, it is a naming and renaming ceremony. Because at the new birth, when you are born again, it is a naming ceremony. So when we come to church, it is to emphasize that naming ceremony. When we come to church, my duty is to remind you who you are in Christ, not who you are in the world, not how people see you. When we come to church, 
The word of God is to point you to let you know who you are in the word of God. Are you here? That is what the new creation does to us. Rise up on your feet. Let's begin to pray. So who really you are? Who really are you? You are who God's word says you are. You are a new creation. You are bought and born with purpose. You are praying again for supernatural relationships in your life. You are praying that God preserve these relationships. Open your mouth and begin to pray in the spirit. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Pray for every supernatural relationship you have. Pray that you don't take such relationships for granted. Pray that you don't take words of supernatural people as mere words of men. Pray that whoever God has instructed to be in your life to guide you spiritually, you will guard such relationships. You will not see them in the flesh. You will see them in the spirit. 